podcast episode number 88 where we round up all of the stadia and gaming news for your listening and viewing pleasure for what is the longest running stadia podcast this side of google maps you join myself chris for a very different episode this week because i'm not actually here i'm recording this in advance in the early hours of the morning so i won't be with you for episode 88 but i didn't want to miss out on getting in on such a juicy episode because the co-host of this show the amazing techie teacher himself, Mr. Tom, and the man of many pixels will be taking the reins for a fantastic show this week for episode number 88. They're going to be rounding up all of your pro games for the month, all of the new biggest game announcements like Control. Kind of breaking the news a little bit early, but everyone knows it already. You're just here for our impressions, views, and roundups. We've got, what else have we got? Ark, Survival Evolved, we've got an update on that. We've got the Blue Blair arriving an amazing show lined up so don't forget to click that like down below click subscribe if you haven't done so already so you are kept in the loop with all things sounds of stadia i'm here just so that i can say i've taken part in episode 88 and now i will hand the reins over to my lovely fellow stadia co-hosts richie and tom have a great show gentlemen have a great week everybody i'll see you on the other side take care enjoy thank you very much chris and uh Hopefully we don't set this thing on fire this week. <laughs> we'll try our best. <laughs> Absolutely. No yeah, so uh, so thank you very much for that intro right there. Obviously things are going to be a little bit different, but uh, it is still the same Sansa Stadia podcast, just Sans one member. And naturally, I think it, it's only fitting that we continue the tradition of keeping this going every week. Um, despite circumstances, there'll always be one of us available to, to try to man the reins, man the ship, and hopefully not send this thing sinking like the uh, like the Titanic. But we do have an excellent show for you. We've got some fantastic news after what would be probably a dire week of Stadia stuff. It seems to have turned completely 180 and gone full circle. But uh, I am joined by fantastic co-host, Mr. Richie. How are you doing today, sir? I'm pretty good. You're telling me change around when we did a, what was admittedly a fairly pessimistic side quest on what games are coming to Stadia. Then, like two days after we recorded, it's like oh, the games are dropping. I'm sat there going, oh god, this doesn't publish till Friday. <laughs> <laughs> like, hopefully, people understand that. Like, I don't think we mentioned Control at all in our episodes. Nope. And we've got news for you about that today. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's just one of those things, really, that, you know, yeah. um, we've talked about it again and again, time after time beforehand. But now that it's finally been announced for Stadia, it's just sort of like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. But uh, before we get into any of the new stuff today, um, naturally, we just want to do a little bit of housekeeping. So this last Thursday, uh, if you joined us on stream, you will have joined Kristen Ritchie in playing some PUBG and uh, I may have made a sneaky appearance later on in that episode as well. Yeah. Much to Chris and Richie's dismay, perhaps. Um, not intentional, but you have to go and watch it It was out. intentional. You turned up and you knew what you were doing. <laughs> it was fun. How did you find that stream? It was really fun. Um, I wasn't very good. It's been a while since I played and I wasn't definitely in my best form. Yeah, I think we get a little bit rusty after time, but you know what? Yeah. Um, PUBG is just one of those games I feel like that you can just go back to again and again, can't you? And just as long yeah. as you've got people to play with, you can create a fun custom server. Um, and like you say, the, there's just something quite thrilling about taking out people that you know in video games. <laughs> Part of that yeah. element of competitive uh, nature right there. Um, other than that, I think the, the only other thing we really need to talk about is uh, SideQuest as well. Um, this last week as well, Richie, what was the what was the uh, the topic for SideQuest? 
So last week we were talking about what games were next for Stadia, which was an unfortunate one. Considering... <laughs> <laughs> the whole concept behind that episode was we didn't we were looking at what games were coming up, and there wasn't apart from a couple of things we know coming up later, like Humankind and Life is Strange. There's kind of not much, and then E3's around the corner, but Stadia is still not confirmed to be there or not be there. So it's just like what's coming up. That was the concept of the episode. And then was it the Monday that um, we get the control news? Is like, yeah, yeah, just completely out of left field, really, wasn't it? Because yeah. uh, there we are, as you say, last week's episode of the podcast, uh, episode eighty-seven, was a a little bit of a um, of a burn piece. It was a bit of a bit of a pessimistic episode, really. Where it was we- timely for our members, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I mean, we, we've we've got to be honest about it. There wasn't a lot of news yeah. last week, and then all of a sudden, just the, the gates opened, and and, and bam, yeah. there it all is. Um, so yeah, we'll get we'll get into all of the news and things in just a moment. But the last thing I want to ask, Richie, yeah, in tradition, what have you been playing this week? I have been playing Mass Effect. Ooh, do tell. How are you getting on with that? Well, I spent most of my day yesterday playing Mass Effect, and. I can see why people love it. Mm-hmm. I don't yet. But, and okay. there's some quality of life features they should have definitely fixed with this version. Right. The biggest gripe I have is, at the moment, is to go to a planet, you have to go to travel to the system. Then it goes to the load screen, puts you back on the deck of the Normandy, and then you have to go back into the map to land on a planet. So again, two load streams to get to one planet, and that just seems ridiculous. Considering there's... With in Mass Effect, what I'm finding is you kind of have to explore the universe a bit. You you're not always given. No, you need to go to this planet. You need to kind of figure out. Okay, it's in this system somewhere, so you might have to drop to a couple of different planets to find what you're looking for. And that, each of them is too lo- often two load screens. That's fair. That's fair. Which so um, slows the game down. So how how far where where are you currently situated at the moment in terms of um, uh, planet planet wise? I think. Is what I'm um, for. trying to trying to do this without spoiling it. Yes, I know Mass Effect's an older game, but you know, for the people who are who are watching who may not have played it, I've got most of my com- I've got most of my companions. We okay. get them all fairly early on. Yes. After I've left the Citadel, I've only done one main story thread where you, you get three to straight away when you leave the Citadel. I've done one of them, but I've li- I was largely chipping away at some side quests. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Like I, I think I've said before, I've been quite vocal about it, particularly off off camera with you that um yeah. that the Mass Effect series really does pick up. I think it um it is quite a slow burner to begin with, uh, yeah. but as you get deeper and deeper into the lore and the story behind it, once the big bad is revealed, that's where it really yeah. starts to pick up. Yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying it. When I get down on the planet's surface and I'm not in my car and I'm <laughs> on the feet with my squad going through an area, I'm really enjoying it. But there's the bits before that, kind of, especially when you drop into a planet, it's just a flat square, <laughs> actually, with mountains. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's that's, that was probably my biggest gripe about the game. I hated that stuff. <laughs> it, it, it's all game is all game. That's, yes. it's, that's the situation. I, I'm giving it a pass because of that. But the, actually, the biggest gripe I have is the audio. Okay. The audio is absolutely trashing what I'm playing. Wow. It's all okay. over the place. Okay. Like, sometimes, like, the landing scenes will have basically no audio, and then you'll fight an explosion will blow my head off it's it's almost as if like the audio is set to have like 7.1 surround sound or something but it's just coming through stereo but it's not. <laughs> yeah but it's just not and i'm just playing i don't have even a sound bar on my tv so it's like there's certain elements of the audio that feel like they should be there that are not and 
others are way too loud and stuff like that. It's like, but there isn't, I can't find any settings to change it. So I'm just having to persevere. Okay. Well, hopefully you'll get patched. Yeah, perhaps. But despite all of your gripes anyway, we know it's not on Stadia, so we don't have to worry about it. Um, as for myself, I'm still chipping away at Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, despite what I've said after time and time, um, I, uh, I've decided I'm, I'm just going to go for the 100%. I'm just going to go for it because... You've stopped fighting this. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I just find myself being far too distracted collecting things and then, um, you know, building cans at lookout points and uh, finding anomalies and stuff like that. And I'm just at the point now where I just feel like I, I just want to do that stuff and I will progress and get through the story as and when I do it. Um, I'm in York at the moment, so that's quite fun. Uh, I found the story to be very interesting there. Uh, and I actually thought York is probably, from what I've seen so far, one of the more beautiful areas of the game that I've been oh, yeah. to. There's just something about going to like a uh, a snow covered city, quite because it, it 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 was quite large in terms of the game as well. Yeah, it's um, one of the biggest settlements. Yeah, and and it was it was just lush. Just really enjoyed it. But uh, chipping away, probably put in about fifty five hours at this point, and uh, still feel like I've got a long way to go. Still feel like there's a yeah. fair amount to go. If you're in York, you're probably about two thirds away, maybe okay. three quarters through. Um, if memory serves. Once you've finished like the the map board, that's kind of pretty much it. Once you've right. done every area, so there's I, a few like specific story stuff, but yeah, I, I assume it scales based on like the region's sort of um yeah combat level, power level. So like it's it's ultimately ed- heading towards like the Winchester area, I suppose. Really is yeah. what it looks to be doing. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, as I say, slow burning away at that, but I'll get through it eventually, and then maybe I can actually talk about another game other than Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I haven't even touched the DLC yet. We'll get there though. Uh, that being said, though, let's get into uh, you know it, you love it every single week. The super sexy special Stadia story segment. AKA, as soon as I find it, I'm looking. <laughs> we said the we news! The news! <laughs> we said we wouldn't bend it down, Tom. <laughs> and I'm just trying to keep Richie on his feet today because I should have been prepared for that. It was actually right in front of me there. But uh, despite that, I'm still just, just, just lighting the flame just off screen there. And what a week it has been. Um, the very first thing I suppose we really need to talk about is we know what games we're getting next month for Pro. For our June Pro games, we finally had our announcement. And it's an interesting bag, is what I would say. I think it's generally quite a good bag, to be honest. Hmm. Okay. Like, okay. So let's... Uh, we go game by game? Yeah, let's, let's run through them game by game. Um, so what I'll do to start with is, um, coming June 1st, we've got four titles that are coming. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll announce the four titles, and then we'll break them down, like Richie says, game by game, so we can talk about them each individually. So in the This Week on Stadia blog post, which we received last week, um, it's been confirmed that for June the 1st, we've got The Legend of Heroes, which is the Trails of Cold Steel 3 title. So a nice JRPG coming. We're getting MotoGP 20, Blue Fire, and Kronos Before the Ashes. Um, a few of those games have already released on the platform, so it's nice to see yeah. once again those games going pro. But before we get into breaking them down, Richie, any of those in particular stand out to you that you like? Well, interested in? 
I did actually buy Trials of Cold Steel 3 um, before okay. I started Dragon Quest, because it was between that, Ace, and Dragon Quest, which one I was going to play first. But then when I started playing Dragon Quest, I actually refunded it, so I'm quite happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but actually, the one that stands out to me is actually Blue Fire. Okay. okay. I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm actually with I you mean, on that. It looks like a failed Zelda pitch, hmm. but they've made it the whole thing, but it As, does scream what? indie game to me, but that being it, said... Well, it's got so much that looks like it could have been from very, like Wind Waker, yeah. only that with more focus on platforming, because it is a, it's a, ultimately it's an action platformer. Absolutely. So let's, let's break it, those games down, yeah. I think, really. Um, so if we start off with the game that you refunded, uh, Trials of Cold yeah. Steel 3. So once again, a JRPG that was um, it was originally part of that batch that we had, wasn't it? When we first yes. had the likes of Ease, uh, Dragon Quest, um, and, and Trails of Cold Steel as well. But uh, I mean, y- you can't go wrong with a JRPG that's got 80 hours of content plus, essentially. Yeah. Arguably, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I've never played one of the Trials yeah. games, but typically JRPGs, you like if you come come if you roll credits before eighty hours, you've probably just powered through everything. Yeah. Like the JRPGs tend to be quite long games, which is one of the reasons I like them. You always feel like you get good value for money out of them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, if I recall correctly, Trials of Cold Steel Three as well is. Um, it's part of an ongoing franchise, hence the number, but it's also a um, a title that has an overarching story as well. It's not like an individual yes. sort of um, you know episodic game. It's it's very it's very serial. You have to essentially experience some of them to understand generally what is going on. But that being said, it doesn't mean you've got to have played one and two. Yeah, but that was actually one of the reasons why I decided to focus on narrow it down to East versus Dragon Quest because. I doubt without having played one or two, it's like I kind of want to wait for one or two to come put the platform first and experience them. Or you could just watch a recap video on YouTube. But okay, brilliant. Um, is this one that you're definitely going to try out then as part of Pro? Um, I or are will we still are we still point, taking that break from JRPGs right now? We're taking the break from JRPGs, and as I said, I'm currently probably about ten hours into Mass Effect yeah. One, and I intend to play the entire series. So there's probably about 120 hours, 150 hours worth of game in front of me. So we'll decide what we'll play next later. <laughs> I think that's a fair bet, really. Uh, so moving on from Trails of Cold Steel 3, we're also getting MotoGP 20. Uh, MotoGP being a, uh, a, a moto, essentially not motocross, but like a, a race, like racetrack-based uh, motorbiking game. Um, and I believe that MotoGP 21 is actually due out very soon if not has just been yeah. released already so to get the previous version for free is uh is is always interesting I, go on i've seen a few jokes <laughs> about oh we're, we're getting this one free when the new one's due out any minute it's like but i'm I'm sort of like well for someone like me who's not really into my racing games this is this is great i don't care about the annualized franchise of it i'm getting it i'm getting a free racing game and then if i really like this game it might entice me to get the next one so yeah 
absolutely to win and and once again we know that the stadia racing community is very big uh and we yeah. know that it's 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 just consistently hosting events so yeah. for anybody picking up a game like this for free as well if you you know try it out and you enjoy it then by all means you know look out there for the stadia racing community too because they host weekly events that you can find on reddit and find on the official discord and these are the kinds of things that you know help build a community further so great a- another game yeah. in stadia's pocket right there for uh for, for the racing fans yeah, don't be surprised if we're playing this on Thursday. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair shout. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not confirming that here, but it, it's likely. Quite possibly, quite possibly. Yeah. But uh, we've still got to iron out the kinks on that. We'll, uh, we'll figure something out one way or another. Uh, moving on from that, we're also getting, as you've mentioned, Blue Fire yeah. as well, a 3D platformer, uh, which yeah. I believe we did get announced for Stadia some time ago, but there was never any sort of yes. confirmation that it was coming for Pro. So, uh, Blue Fire, embark on an extraordinary adventure through the perished world of Penumbra to explore unique temples filled with increasingly difficult 3D platforming challenges, diverse enemies, quests, collectibles, and more. Screaming a little bit of Legend of Zelda-like there, isn't it? Well, this is, as I said, it looks like almost like a failed Zelda pitch, because mm. even the main character looks a lot like um, Wind Waker Zink. Uh, Wind, w- Wind Waker Link, and <laughs> um, Zink. He, he, he's quite zinc colored like, like dark gray um, <laughs> but he's got like that he's got the, he's got the heart and he, he has swords in this case he has two swords so it's like it almost feels like have they changed it to two swords to move it away from link perhaps but they ha- there's a bigger focus on the platforming elements and i think graphically it looks like somewhere in between wind waker and breath of the wild yeah, yeah and there's elements of it that you could like when you see like these weird like black and pink globule stuff, like they look almost like what is it? the the malice from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I, I can definitely see. I, you can see the inspiration yeah. there, can't you? Like when you when you oh. look at it on the surface, it screams. It wears the inf- into- yeah, it it wears the inf- inspiration right on the surface. Yeah, definitely. but it does seem like with it being an action platformer, it seems to be meant to be a bit more linear, um, which mm. I think could be very interesting to play. Yeah, I mean, this is one that's definitely on my list of games that I want to jump into to try. Um, I did originally think when I saw it that it gave me some sort of um, low-key Dark Souls vibes, but now I've now I've yeah. watched and read a little bit more about it. I'm I'm thinking less yeah. that, and I'm I'm more in agreement with you in terms of yeah. a, a Zelda-esque title, um, yeah, but with more platforming from, elements, I suppose. From the IGN um, review I, I read, um, it does have some Dark Souls stuff where you need to focus on your movement and your positioning in combat, where your character is actually quite squishy, but you but it's very mobile, so it's more about that mobility in the fight rather than like parrying everything and just tanking hits. Which you. I think could make for the combat to be very fast-paced and exciting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So definitely one to check out. I think right there. Yeah. Um, that's definitely a Santa Stadia recommendation, I would say. But we haven't even played it yet. So yeah. we may change our opinion after this first week. Who knows? But uh, there is one more title we need to talk about as well. And that is Kronos Before the Ashes. And I believe this one has probably been on Stadia the longest in terms of these titles actually coming to the platform. Um, so to me, this was no surprise of it going pro. Because from what I've heard of it, it is a Souls-like game. Um, it has a very interesting mechanic in the sense that each time you die, you actually age in game. 
So that means that the more that you die, the older your character gets, and therefore as a result of it, it can be quite a bit of a hindrance to your game style. Uh, there are elements to reverse the aging process, though. Um, but it is definitely inspired by the likes of Bloodborne, the likes of Dark Souls. However, it is a little bit more... Uh, I won't say light-hearted, but it's not as dark, as as gritty, as, as sort of, you know, black and grey and red as the others. Um, I also believe this started off originally as a VR game as well, before they created this port that became a platform... Uh, not platformer, but, you know, a 3D third-person game as well. Yeah. It mm. seems like a very, very different game to what like, a v- you'd expect. VR, you, the first thing you're thinking of is, like, first-person view. This seems to be ground-up third-person view, so that, that seems to be a, a massive pivot if it was. Yeah, no, absolutely. But um, the looking at looking at the reviews online and so on, um, Crunch Before the Ashes, it, it tries to very much be a you know a Dark Souls type game. However, it does feel like there are elements lacking from the game too. However, being a pro game, it's certainly one that I will jump into. Being a massive fan of Souls like games, so probably another one that I'm going to try to add to getting the the hundred percent achievements on eventually. So uh, you can definitely see me reporting on that at some point in the near future. But that rounds up our, uh, our, our, our pro games for June, really. And, you know, usually we even get a sneaky little game dropped in in the middle of the month. And I think we, uh, we may even be able to talk about that one next because the next news story that we have is Ark is going to be coming this summer at some point. Now, we know that Ark is meant to be coming to Stadia. It has now been confirmed by the dev team behind the game as well. Um, However, there are some discussions that it is being pushed back slightly, and the summer window does mean that it opens it up quite a long way, essentially all the way up until September, really. So um, we were supposed to be getting it back earlier this year. Then it was pushed back into May, uh, never rolled around in May. Then there was a a revision to a June the 2nd date, which led a lot of people to believing that we might be getting it right as one of our pro games at the start this month. June the 2nd, I think, was the DLC. Oh, sorry. Yes, that's correct. In time of the DLC. Uh, But now we had a tweet that was posted out on the 25th of May that said, Summer plans checklist. Uh, Check. Being pounced on by a raptor in high resolution. Uh, defeating Rockswell, uh, Rockwell, check. Reaching Ascension, check. And then the only unchecked mark is playing Ark on Google Stadia in Stadia Pro. And we're going to help you fill out that checklist this summer. So, Ark, are we still excited for it? Thanks. <laughs> um, I think it was Chris of the Freevers who was most excited for it. Yeah. I'm intrigued by it because I've never played it. So this was always going to be an opportunity to jump in. And yeah. it coming out in summer, can, it really depends. It's it's we're in that awkward time where E three so close, summer game fest is so close. Yeah. So we don't know what the back end of the air is going to look like, but we know we're going to know very soon. So it we don't we could get an app. We could go to get E three and have loads of these awesome games and completely forget about Ark. So. I'm worried it may have just missed the, the opportunity by early this year when things are a bit quieter to get people in. I think I think I completely agree with that sentiment as well. I think a lot of people were very excited about Ark when it was first announced yeah. coming to the platform, but because of the length of time it's taken for it to get to the point where we're now getting an official confirmation that it will be coming, 
it's sort of really waned off. It's sort of just like a downward spot, a downward graph, a downward trend, really. Um, yeah. To the point that as we get more and more games announced, eventually it is just going to get swept under the rug to the point that people go, okay, cool, we've got it for free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's it's not a game that um, reviews or gets the sort of hype that like say Jedi Fallen Order come the pro got or like or Cyberpunk or Resident Evil where people are gonna like stop what they're doing and go okay I'm paying attention to you now yeah I think Art's one of them games that because it's been out for a while so it's it's likely to attract new players from Stadia but players who are probably going to I don't I don't know I just don't think it's I'm just, I'm not that yeah. confident by it. I, I get I, I get what you mean. I mean, um, these these survival games definitely had a time and place, and I feel like there is still an element um, out. You know, there's there's still a niche for it out there, particularly with the yeah. success of Valheim quite recently. Um, Rust as well picked up a huge audience uh, through Steam on Twitch, uh, more so recently, and that now has a console release, I believe. Whether it's still in beta or not, I can't quite confirm. And and Ark always sat quite nicely within that category of being very very niche in in its own yeah. niche category really. Um, it would still be very nice to have one of these survival type games on Stadia oh, because yeah. I do think these sort of um, server based games where you can go in, you can gather resources, you can build as you want to be as you want to build essentially sandbox within you know within reason um, is is quite appealing. Um, I I must admit it is one that I. I certainly will be jumping into to play and I feel like we will get, you know, a stream or or several streams out of doing it just to to build up a community or have a little bit of fun with it and we could plan some fun events. But like you say, I I do feel with these big events on the horizon that we're probably going to hear about games that either whether for other platforms or for Stadia are probably going to take a little bit of precedence over over older titles that that yeah. quite frankly like Ark isn't it's no spring chicken. Uh, it definitely looks a little bit dated at this point, really. Yeah, this this is a thing. I think I think the only reason we're talking about it so much is because of that Stadia Pro tag. Yes. If that wasn't there, I think this game would have quite come. Found it's probably a reasonable community in Stadia. A lot of people enjoying it, but it wouldn't have got anywhere near the sort of interest and like as many eyes on it. Yeah. I'm glad it's coming, but again, yeah, I just don't think I'd be playing it if if it wasn't for Stadia Pro. That's fair. That's fair. But for anybody who is out there looking forward to Ark arriving on Stadia, uh, there is a little bit of glimmer of hope. It was rated by the German board um, for video games just this week as well. So it could potentially be a foresight into it arriving sooner rather than later. However, take it with a pinch of salt. You know, we have been told that it was going to come early 2021 and that was delayed. So th there is no guarantee that it's going to arrive tomorrow, the day after or so on. But it is going to arrive this summer. So by that time, My a little bit more. Is, will we get the base version of the game or will we get like all the DLC? Because it may be yeah. pushed for the DLC. So let's get the DLC out first and then port the whole thing over. That's an interesting argument because I'm not 100% on whether there is any sort of element of microtransaction within ARK. Um, because what I'm essentially looking at here is how do they monetize it? If they if they have a lot of DLC coming out for the game, do you have to buy the additional DLCs for it or can you play it standalone? Um, and out, or, is it, or is it just essentially, you know, the DLC comes through as updates, I suppose, for the game really with additional content just to keep the game alive and keep it feeling fresh? Uh, if it is the 
platformer in terms of having to buy the DLC, then maybe it's going to come out standalone. And then if people are interested, you might buy the DLC on top of that. But if it does come out and it is um, incremental updates that build the game up, then other than the deal with Google, surely they are going to look at some sort of financial recompense for this through the form of microtransaction or so on there. I don't know. I don't know. But it might just be, here you go, he's all the game that is so far to get everyone on the level playing field and then start bringing out expansions and new content from there and monetize that way. Well, that's fair enough. Um, but hopefully it doesn't take so long that we all sit here and fossilize ourselves because it's been long enough so far and people want it. People clearly do yeah. want it because the comments are still there. But um, again, the longer it takes, I feel like the more we're going to drop off. But... yeah. That's enough for ARK. Let's talk about the big game that was announced more recently. It's finally arriving, and it's such a shame that Chris can't be here to talk about it. Let's talk about Control. Finally coming to Google Stadia. Control. I mean, it was Chris's game of the year for uh, for 2019? Was it at this point? Was it 2019? Was it so far ago that it was 2019? Uh, Possibly, yeah. Wow. Um... Tough to think about i feel like so much time has passed in the meantime that i'm just looking at this and thinking wow now surely was it 2019 the ultimate release not 2019 yeah wow okay so it's the ultimate edition which we are getting to google stadia uh which was released in august last year and that is the version that um came with the dlc And was also this is the version that had a lot of controversy on because yes. Chris had played the game, bought the DLC, but then he, because he hadn't bought the Ultimate Edition, he got he didn't get the um, PS5 up, update, That's and correct. then it came to PS Pro, <laughs> <laughs> which just I think that wound him up even more. Just a little bit, quite possibly. So Control, uh, it was nominated very uh, critically acclaimed game by uh, Remedy Entertainment, published by Five Hundred Five, and we know Five Hundred Five have got a good relationship going on with Stadia at the moment. We're seeing. Loads of titles dropping on the platform. But if you don't know what Control is, believe you me, you need to go check it out. Uh, A corruptive presence has invaded the Federal Bureau of Control, and only you have the power to stop it. The world is now your weapon in an epic fight to annihilate an an ominous enemy through deep and unpredictable environments. Containment has failed. Humanity is at stake. What will you regain? Sorry, will you regain Control? Um, over 80 awards fantastic game like we say we whenever we talk to chris and he talks about some of his favorite games he always talks about remedy games in particular and we've we've seen you know we we've been sitting here pondering for quite some time when we're going to get it on stadia because it was released on nintendo switch for cloud like switch cloud before stadia and i believe it's also out on luna as well it was one of the launch titles yeah it was luna beta yeah so, are we surprised it's coming to Stadia? No, because I think it's one <laughs> that people have been wanting and Remedy seem to be happy to put it. I mean, they put it on cloud for Switch, so that screams, we're happy to put this wherever we're able to put it. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. We, we just had to sit and wait until it was eventually coming. Um, again, the community, I think, have been quite vocal about this ever seeing the announcement for it coming to Luna coming to switch you know arriving on cloud platforms it's almost in in my mind it almost feels inevitable that if it's coming out on one cloud platform that it is going to come to others the the same can't be said for you know amazon first party games um because 
that's their own IP. Yeah. But big award-winning titles like Control are the kinds of titles that we do want to see on Stadia. These are the kinds of things that get people talking and, you know, it gets people interested in the tech in particular. Now, that being said, because it is already on Luna, bear in mind Luna is locked to the US. And, and GeForce now. And GeForce now. The US. Fair. That's a fair shout right there. How do we think this is going to affect um, numbers for Stadia? Do you think this is one to, uh, to, to, to scream and shout about, like Jedi Fallen Order coming for free? Um, I'm assuming this is going to be a purchase title. It's not going to be a free with Pro. I yeah, wouldn't think so. I think, think so. this falls in the category of when Jedi Fallen Order came to Stadia initially. Um, it will get a bit of hype. There'll be a lot of people happy to play it, because bear in mind, a lot of people out there only have one platform. There's a lot of people out there who only play Stadia. So this is perfect for them. Personally, I or as I already have it on PS5 because of PS Pro, so I won't be buying this game because okay. I have a version which. This is one of them games. I wish it came out a couple. Of weeks, we got the announcement a couple of weeks earlier because it would have been perfect for our conversation around about is Stadia next gen. Good because shout. with me having access to the PS4, PS5, and then if I could access the Stadia version. The comparison would be fantastic to see where that falls. I think that raises a very good question in itself right there. Um, yeah. Despite the fact that we've talked about it as part of SideQuest already, is do we think we are going to get the version that has been released for the next slash current gen platforms, the PlayStation 5 and the Series X? Or do we think this is going to be more akin to the, the cloud version, which ultimately is also available on Switch and on Luna? What do you think? I think we'll get the exact same version as Luna and GeForce now. Okay. I don't think we'll get the same... Well, we absolutely won't get the same version as PS5 because PS5 has ray tracing. Yeah. I, th- I think I... that's that's a fair yeah. assumption to make, isn't it? If we can get as good as the PS5 with ray tracing turned off, then I'll be happy. Okay. Because to be fair, on PS5 is worth not, not um, remembering as well. There's a toggle between performance and graphical mode. Ray tracing is only on graphical mode, which caps the frame rate at 30 frames per second. Okay. So chances are, you know, most people playing Control will switch on ray tracing for half an hour, look at the pretty visuals, then switch it off to get that 60 frames per second. Interesting. Which so is that actually makes me think what again. I was doing, and I think, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes me think again a little bit more about, so do we think that when we receive the version on Stadia, again, we will have, quite similar to Cyberpunk, I suppose, really, the two, yeah. uh, ver- you know, the two graphical toggles where we have the high frame rate or the high performance, where we uh, have a 1080-60 and a 4K-30? Uh, possibly. I hope it just, uh, I hope, I don't know if there's any other changes with the high performance mode on PS5, if it, or is it just ray tracing? Because ray tracing, it's, if you switch it on and it does have such vast improvements across the board, yeah. especially with things like reflections. Because when you open up, you're walking on this marble, on a marble like tiled floor, and when you switch ray tracing on, like the dip, like the reflections and stuff, just stand out so much better. Yeah. Um, I hope it just gets the performance mode at least. That is that if it gets the performance mode from the PS5 version, so you've got everything apart from ray tracing at 60 frames per second, then you can count this as a win. Okay. 
I think that's um, yeah. it's, it's an interesting thing when we talk about ray tracing as well. Um, you know, yeah. we've talked about it again episode after episode, but I think until you actually experience it, you you don't fully yeah. understand the hype around it. It's just one of those things that's like the next step graphically. Yeah. But hopefully that feature does arrive to Stadia soon. However, with regards to control, um, we are going to be getting it. We've only been given the release of summer 2021 once again, so you can expect it this side of September, really. But until we get a little bit more information, all we know is it's coming to the platform. And and like you say, I think it's a good assumption to make that we're going to be getting the, the cloud version that we see on the likes of GeForce now and on Luna yeah. as well. Um, that being said, again, just to wrap things up in terms of like the graphical capabilities, what we've got to understand really is if you get it on a PC, you've got so many different sliders and so on that you can affect, that you yeah. can sort of customize. With these cloud-based versions, it's typically sort of like a locked set, isn't it, really? It's just like, this is going to be your performance, this is going to be your yeah. high frame rate, or, your, you know, your graphical settings here. But, that being said, definitely a game to check out. Um, I'm sure Chris has got plenty of words for next week's episode where he'll come in and talk about control as well. But as you heard from yeah. the intro, one that he absolutely loves and can't wait to see on the platform. Definitely one that I'll be trying as well, because um, I've said before... Yeah. I've never played it. I've never played it, but I don't I have PS5. I've played a lot of it. Um, I only played like maybe about five hours or something, then something else captured my attention instead. But it's one I do want to go back to. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. And looking at things that are coming in the future as well, we'll now move swiftly on to our next new story, which is Far Cry 6 is now dated for the 7th of October. And it looks pretty sweet. It looks fantastic. So this last week, we actually had some gameplay footage released as well as some more cinematics. And I have to say, I've not been that hyped for a Far Cry game before, but from what I saw of this, there's just something about Giancarlo Esposito that just really gets me like hyped as a, for him being a villain. The, the story seems great, and it just looks really, really good. Did you have a chance to look into the other uh, deep dive video, Richie? I didn't actually. Um, I must admit, I, Far Cry is one of them franchises I just tend to appreciate from a distance. I've never really jumped in too much, apart from my first look at Far Cry. But literally, that's all I played. The Far Cry Five is on this. It's hosted on our YouTube channel. That's fair enough. Um, but <laughs> but there's so many different things that were released during this video as well. We got to look at uh, a little bit more of intro an introduction to some of the characters, uh, including the protagonist that we'll be playing as and sort of the, the group of rebels that you'll be part of um, in, in this war-torn country, essentially. Uh, we'll be looking at some... You know, there's some amazing things to go on in there. We're, we're pulling things straight from a Eurogamer article here where you can do things like have a pet crocodile in the game that you can set off and sick on other things but it just looks very very nice like from what i've seen in terms of you know the lighting in terms of the gameplay in terms of the water physics in terms of just the general setting of it far cry 6 just really looks like they're putting a lot of emphasis in here to to to, to really release a an outstanding game like for me personally when i think about far cry i don't think of it as much of a triple a as some of the other titles that we see from the likes of ubisoft but i think it is it, maybe it's just me maybe it's, i don't know why maybe it's just me i don't know i don't get it but seeing this has 
this might be one that I now add to my pre-order list. Yeah, I think it's one of them. It doesn't tend to have as much hype or as big of a following as like an Assassin's Creed. But in terms of the quality Far Cry games offer, that it's definitely there. Yeah, um, I think but... again, I'd I'd be quite happy to agree with that right there. But yeah. Far Cry Six looks like it's going to be coming uh, to um, several platforms, including uh, the Epic Games Store, the Ubisoft Store, PS4, PS5, the Xbox One, Series X, S, Stadia, and Luna on the seventh of October. That is the date that we have confirmed right there. Um, once again. It's available on the store right now for pre-order. For I believe it's rolling out at the moment, so it may not appear immediately, but it should. It is starting to roll out now to people to pre-order right there. Um, but want to check? We should know as well. It might not turn up a pre-order for Stadia because sometimes games don't. Fair. Sometimes we know the game's coming and be pre-order available elsewhere, but not for Stadia. But pre-ordering is one of them weird things with Stadia where it's not that useful. Yeah. Unless you're getting pre-order bonuses because you true. don't need to pre-load or anything, so you could just buy on the day. That is very true. Um, yeah. I I do still think that whole element of uh, of pre-order on Stadia is a bit weird, and apart from the analytics of it, uh, that's the only reason why I can see pre-orders being available. Yeah, I I I if I was Stadia, I'd have any game coming that available for pre-order because it's just kind of expected it would be there. Yeah. Even if it's not that beneficial, because the thing is, if you see it as if you don't follow the news on Stadia as much as like we do, and you scroll for the start and it's on pre-order, you might be tempted to just click it. Where if not, you might pre-order it on another platform. True. True. Now moving quickly on, and I say quickly with a an intention to talk about last week, it was also the thirtieth anniversary of Sonic the Hedgehog, and. As part of that announcement, there were loads of things talking about, um, you know, the history behind Sonic, um, new animations, um, remas- remastered games to an extent, um, and also a teaser of a brand new Sonic game coming out. Yeah. But also, we had a little bit of a taste of Sonic coming to Google Stadia. Just not in the way that we thought we would. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those situations. I. W- if you sat there going, "Oh my God, Sonic's coming to Google Stadia," don't get that no, no, right yeah, now. just, 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 just take a step back. Just Sonic step is back. coming to happens to be coming to a game that was already coming to Google Stadia. Yeah, that that's what we've got here. This is not Sonic coming to Stadia. This is just like, well, the game's on Stadia <laughs> anyway. It is absolutely so. Just to confirm what Richie's talking about there. So yeah. uh, last week we were also told that we are going to be getting Tokyo 2020 Olympics uh, coming to Google Stadia. Um, it's one of the games that you could play several different Olympic events throughout. Um, you know, through from table tennis through to track and field, pole vault, um, swimming, etc. Um, and it looks like they're going a little bit cosmetic with this game, where you can have you know different outfits. You can customize your your your, your character as you're playing through the Olympics, representing whatever country. Um, and Sonic is arriving, just not in the sense of Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, but more in the sense yeah. of you can dress up as a Sonic the Hedgehog mascot. Yeah. And <laughs> we again, let's be clear. This is. I think I personally think it looks terrible. It looks like a man in a Sonic suit, but yeah. that is clearly intentional. I think it's the wrong intentions, personally. Like, just give me Sonic. <laughs> like, that's it's such a weird idea. Oh, let's bring Sonic to the Olympics, but let's just put a guy in a Sonic suit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it felt a little bit 
cringe, I have to say, to a certain extent, yeah. watching it. I was just a bit like, oh, uh, ooh, ooh. So I, I wonder though, mm. maybe the intent is if you create your own character character and you can like dress them up in different stuff maybe this is how they work around that you can just get like a sonic suit yeah in which case that would work quite well yeah but okay i just give me sonic as a playable character in the olympics i i don't even think that i think one of the things that i i got from the sonic 30th as well is it, i was quite disappointed because um as a lifelong sonic fan sonic is definitely the the mascot that that i certainly grew up with and i like the, the same for, yeah. for for chris as well um for yourself fan, yeah. yeah um and it it almost was a little bit bittersweet watching this event um i was out getting my first uh vaccine at the time when the event was on so i was on yeah. uh, i was on watching the stream while i was lined up ready to to go in and um, it, we we got to a point where they were announcing that they're going to take some of the Sonic games, the more recent Sonic games, and put them in more places. Uh, the titles in particular were Sonic Mania, which I know all three of us thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed, uh, yeah. Team Sonic Racing, and more recently Sonic Forces. Now, those three games are now being moved to new platforms. Those platforms all happen to be cloud gaming platforms. The likes of Amazon Luna... And PlayStation Now. No mention of Google Stadia there. No mention. I know it's it's a shame. It was it was it was quite bittersweet to be honest with you. Um, again, not to make this my own personal platform, but I really feel like Sonic should be on Google Stadia. Uh, it just Absolutely. it seems it seems to me like again, it's a franchise that gets people in. It, the Sonic games, like, how many times I have bought remastered versions of Sonic games yeah, is ridiculous. Bring out, they're bringing out a, a port of Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles as a as a collective, which is And just, CD. Yes. And C, I don't yeah. care about CD. Okay. 1, 2, 3, Knuckles as a collective. Like, that's, just, that's all the yes. They're bringing movement Sonic Mania. is like, just bring them to Stadia. How many people do we know, like, who have, it's like from thing, things like the Facebook groups and Reddit stuff that, our stadiums allowed them to get back mm. into video games. People in the 30s and the 40s who have such nostalgia for Sonic is like they want Sonic. Like, if how many people do you think if they saw like Sonic One, Two, Three, and, and Knuckles as a bundle at a reasonable price in the store would go? I haven't played a Sonic game since I was a kid. Give me it. Yeah, I I think I think that's I exactly it. what it is. Like I I would be straight on that. I, it's yeah. been a long time since I last played. Um, one of the original trilogy or three and knuckles and it would yeah. be so good to go back and experience that again and that's not going to be strenuous on anyone's internet connection it doesn't have to be no. a 4k resolution being streamed to your phone or your laptop or so on you know you can it's it's pixelated graphics from you know from the 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 the, the early 90s essentially yeah it it can't be difficult to port that surely surely not so it's a, I don't know. This feels like this feels like I think this feels like very much in Stadia Stadia's ballpark. Yeah. They just have, whatever Sega asking Sega um Stadia haven't been willing to pay. But GeForce now, Luna, Xbox, PlayStation, they're all happy to pay it. And if that's the case, then that seems like a very poor wow. business decision. Yeah, for me, my my business decision for Stadia was Sonic Mania is going to be Stadia Pro. Because yeah. that would be, imagine the hype around that. Like, oh yes, yeah, um, 
Yes, um, Sonic Mania is coming to all these platforms and it's going to come into Stadia Pro. Yeah. yeah. Then you just won. Pretty much. Pretty much, absolutely. You've just won the Olympics with Sonic right there. Yeah. <laughs> Good reference. Good reference. But yeah, no, it, it would be fantastic to see more uh, more nostalgic games like the Sonic franchise on, on Stadia. And yeah. yes, okay, we're getting it. Just like I said before, it's just not in the way that we originally set out to be. So you can expect to see Sonic racing around the track in uh, uh, Tokyo Olympic Games 2020 when that arrives on Google Stadia once again sometime later this summer. But we want to see the real thing. We want to see that blue blur on the platform. And I think I think I have to say it so carefully because I'm biting my cheek while saying it about how it, it really, really should be on the platform. If we're getting it on PlayStation now, you're getting it on, on Amazon Luna. Oh. I can only hope, I can only hope, Richie, that they're saving this news once again for a later announcement because, again, <sighs> it seems so surreal. I'm not going to dig into that, but yeah. we know... We know that's a mistake. Like, why save these announcements? Just when everyone else is announcing something, you need either be amongst it or we assume it's not coming. Yeah. Like, definitely, definitely, definitely. And I just think, looking at that, you know, we think about games that are going to other platforms, but we'll move on and we'll start talking about games that you'll be able to play regardless of platform with other people. That is, I'm talking about crossplay. I'm not so good with these transitions compared to Chris. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm doing my best, folks. I'm doing my best. Um, and in particular, two games I'm going to focus on at the moment. We're going to start with Rainbow Six Siege uh, testing crossplay features. So Ubisoft have now announced that crossplay will be coming to Siege with early testing currently ongoing in preparation for future reveals. Now, we don't have Siege yet on Stadia. We don't. No. We have. But this is one I think we can get stuck in very excited for. <laughs> yes. Because there's a Ubisoft forward on the 12th of June and we know Siege is going to be there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, very recently, Siege Apocalypse uh, launched as well, which was one of the new updates for Siege. Uh, we know Siege is going free to play. And we have a rating. Again, albeit again, because we have seen these ratings before on Xadia. Um, for Siege coming to the platform. Yeah. Cross-play with Siege. I don't and with... cross-progression. And cross-progression, yes. That's something that's very much worth pointing out, because if you're playing Siege, or have played Siege in another platform, you can play it wherever you want. Yeah, you can take your entire progress on your account to any platform that you want. Yeah. Again, so... to me, it just seems like Ubisoft know what they're doing. Like, they know, yeah. they know what gamers want. Right. We just want to be. What we want is to be able to play all of our games wherever we wherever we are. Yeah. That that that's it. Yeah. So if you're predominantly a PS um, four or five player of Siege, and then you go on a business trip, you can just switch over to Stadia. Absolutely right. And because it's got cross play and cross progression, you can still play with your friends, and you can still play on your account. Definitely. So we like, want. That's just wins all around there. Absolutely. So we want to keep our fingers crossed at the moment yeah. because. Uh, we do know the Ubisoft Forward event is coming. We are hoping that we finally see Siege on Stadia. Uh, but on Thursday, the 27th of May, we did see the official Siege account tweet out to say, specifically, cross-play between PC and cloud gaming platforms, plural, is currently being tested. I actually misspoke there, because 
you if you're a PS4 player, then you still won't be able to play with people on Stadia. That at the moment, you get your you get your cross progression, but you won't get your cross play at the moment. We'll talk about that when we get to the yeah. news story a little bit more. Tune into the Ubisoft Forward on Saturday, June the 12th for more information on Rainbow Six Siege's plans for cross-play and cross-progression. This is one to get a little bit excited about, and I hope I'm not putting my eggs all in one basket because Siege is a game that I know you and Chris, again, have a lot of experience of playing with friends. A bit. Not a bit a lot, of experience but, yeah, playing yeah. with friends. Um, I also have a bit of experience playing with this, and... I thoroughly enjoy the game, and yeah. again, we've we've harped on them, and it's this isn't just us. This isn't just isolated to us in the Santa Stadia community, but even outside in the wider Stadia community, people have been talking about we need games like Siege, like Apex Legends, like Fortnite, and so on. These are the games that people want. Do you think we're going to see a Stadia announcement at the Ubisoft Forward? Yes. Excellent. I like... I'm I'm very I'm very confident in this actually. Okay. Um, okay. Because we know it's coming to the platform. They're testing out with um, cross progression and cross play with um, between PC and cloud platforms, and we've been told by Ubisoft to expect more information on that on the twelfth of June. Well, They've, that's them basically telling me to get hyped for this coming to Stadia in the very very near future. Well, that's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll have to let us know, folks, if you're interested yeah. in this as well and what your thoughts are too in the comments below. Um, but moving quickly from one game coming with crossplay to another, let's talk Borderlands 3. In particular, let's talk Borderlands 3 over a year down the line getting crossplay. To me, this is a bit of a different story because, yes, I enjoy Borderlands 3. But it yeah. doesn't have the same sort of vibe for needing crossplay compared to yeah, the likes of Siege. You. you know what it is for me? I tend to play Borderlands more as a single player game. Yes. Yeah. Or in the past, I've played through most of the Borderlands with my brother and Corp. Yeah. On like, but I, I, it's not a game that I'm just looking for looking for a random group to jump jump in and out with. It's it's one I like to play with people. Like I'd play with you, I'd play with Chris. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd and again I'd agree with that. I'd usually um a game like Borderlands Three, I'd probably identify what platform my friends were getting on and purchase it on the same to play with them if I yeah. was going to do that. I suppose what this does is it does offer the opportunity for people again to play in the preferred platforms. But in this case, if you play on PlayStation, you ain't gonna be part of the party because Borderlands 3 is set to get crossplay very, very soon. However, it has been requested that the feature be removed by Sony on the PlayStation versions. Simply yeah. because it looks like a deal wasn't struck because the execs at Sony at PlayStation actually wanted a little bit more cash than... Gearbox were willing to fork out. <laughs> yeah. This feels very much like so Sony are in a situation, I think they've been quite open about it. It's like yes. they don't see any benefit of crossplay to themselves. So if you want to bring your title to have crossplay, you need to find provide the benefit. In this case, it's largely going to be financial. Yeah. You need to give them a big bag of cash. Yeah. I I, I think I think yeah. that's fair. 
Um, but it's one of these really where you have to take it with a pinch of salt because uh, the CEO of Gearbox, uh, Randy Pitchford, is not known as being the best figure to work with usually. He's been quite controversial yeah. in the past. So it's it's not immediately clear why um, why outside of the idea of it being financially related, but 2K have asked Gearbox to remove PlayStation Crossplay. We can only imagine there's some sort of discussion going behind the scenes, like you say, about yeah, my- contract agreements and so on there. If I, if I had to be generous, um, yeah. I'd say Gearbox and... Um, who's the publisher 2k basically going like it's a flat rate we're going to pay everyone every platform the same and and Tony's going want more and then going no absolutely or maybe it's just as simple as they have a number that they're willing to pay Sony have a number they don't match up so it doesn't go yeah but it's not the first time either that Sony have actually blocked cross play with any other platforms as well they've done it with Rocket League and they've done it with Minecraft as well which it's I, I mean I don't I don't like Sony's stance on this, but I no. wouldn't say blocking it because blocking it, it feels like it's something that yeah. is expected to be there. This is something I don't think we're quite there as the industry yet. I want us to be there. I want Crossplay to be the normal. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, it just takes... You need to get Sony on board. I, I and, Yeah, yeah. To, an, yeah. to an extent, I would agree with that. But I, I do feel like we're now approaching the the sort of age really of, of cross play yeah. being standard, which I'm, I'm actually a lot, a lot for. And I actually think oh, it's 100% for. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, definitely. We can, we can both agree. I'm, I'm, I'll speak for you here and say Stadia needs it. Like Stadia yeah. really does need cross play. So well, if you do happen to play Borderlands three on Stadia and you have friends who play on other platforms as well, then look forward to actually being able to play with them unless they play on a Sony console. Unless they play on PlayStation, in which case, that's it. The new the newcomers <laughs> to the market, like GeForce Now, like Shadow, like Stadia, uh, like Luna, they're all going to benefit massively from crossplay because they all have the similar issue where multi- when it comes to multiplayer games, they don't have the same sort of user base as the Microsoft or Sony. Yeah, but how do you co- how do you compensate that? You compensate it by grouping them together and just let everyone play it with everyone. Yeah. And then suddenly they become viable multiplayer platforms because how many, how many um, multiplayer games have we seen in Stadia have suffered because they don't have crossplay? I think it's only really Destiny Two that seems to get away with it. True, true. I think you are right there. And with Destiny Two getting crossplay very soon, um, last like in fact, right at the end of the week, Thursday and Friday, Destiny Two, they reactivated the the crossplay as part of a crossplay beta with a specific um dungeon playlist that you could you could play with people from other platforms and i had a chance to jump in and i played with people on pc i played with people on xbox and you know we completed things absolutely fine without a hitch so we know crossplay is coming to a lot of these games now and and it was really nice to be able to go on stadia and jump into destiny 2 and just load into uh you know a, a dungeon into into a vanguard mission with with no wait time whatsoever because you're taking you know hundred uh, arguably hundreds of thousands of people from different platforms and putting them into one basket which just means there's so much more opportunity for l- matchmaking to be to be achieved there really and well, if you think about it, if you're yeah. if 
if something like a Destiny Three was coming out and mm. you're like, oh, you had a bunch of friends that are all excited to get into it, and you can't afford the four hundred pounds for the platform they're playing on, then oh, crossplay, oh, it's gone crossplay. You can just play on anything. Like, oh, just play on Stadia, yeah. and then you're in, and it's problem solved. Like. I think you're absolutely right, yeah. particularly when we're getting games on Pro um, or, or free on the platform as well. Um, yeah. I do think, actually, just reading through this article too, that when I do think of other games that are now free to play um, with the ability to, you know, to have cross-play, I do now see, and I've never really thought of this before, that an ideal game to come to the platform might be something like Rocket League as well. I do feel like that would also benefit from being on the platform and being able to take it anywhere it is free to play now on the Epic Game Store too, and and it has full crossplay. So maybe maybe that's another and one we need to see there. Rocket League, I think, it also helped bring in a bit of a younger audience to Stadia. Yes. Yeah. So that's just us thinking yeah. outside the box here, really, though. Um, but as we are starting to close towards the end of the show here, um, we've got a few games that have been uh, rated for Stadia. We've got games that may be coming to Stadia but haven't been announced yet. Um, and Richie, I do want to talk to you about the next one in particular because I know we are both JRPG fans, and we are. We're not talking about Trials of Cold Steel. This past week, Dragon Quest Twelve was announced, but that's it. It was. <laughs> yeah, this. I I did complete Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. I I wouldn't say it's a game I loved though. Mm-hmm. So I'm not exactly that excited for Dragon Quest Twelve yet, okay. especially since all we've got is a title card. Yep. The title card, however, does make it look a bit more gritty, a bit more serious than Eleven was. Eleven was a bit tongue-in-cheek in some place, quite cartoony. Yep. So we'll we'll have to kind of wait wait and see on that. But the one that I'm actually slightly more interested in mm-hmm. is Dragon Quest Three. Okay. Okay, so just to confirm right here, um, Dragon Quest Three is also getting an HD 2D remake as well, which yeah. looks quite pretty. So it looks the HD pretty. Um, 2D stuff is think Octopath Traveler. Yes, yeah, and I think this is such a good way to bring new life to these old games. It's like yeah, because then it keeps the it keeps like the way the game feels and plays from the old games. It gives it that bit more of a modern touch without losing its charm. It's like, when I played Octopath Travelers, like, this is the best way to play a retro 2D JRPG. Yeah. It it does look fantastic with that yeah. sort of, like, 2D on 3D environment, where we're still keeping true yeah. to the 2D graphics of it, the, the sort of pixel art that the old-school yeah. JRPGs are very known for. Um, just look back through the Dragon Quest games, through uh, even the fan, like the the um the fantasy star games and the likes as well and and uh, the final fantasies naturally it looks really good like it's oh, it does visually it looks impressive my biggest question is why are they bringing three and not one yeah yeah that's also it my... feels like i wonder if three is just like traditionally the better seller because i'm not that versed in dragon quest three might be like considered like the pinnacle of the retro titles but it almost feels like, well, you just start with one and start giving them all the treatment. But it's such an interesting trend that Square Enix are taking lately with these games that it gives me hope that they may be looking deeper into the catalogue at the older Final Fantasy games that, you know, we obviously had remakes for the likes of the 3DS and the DS, didn't we? Um, yeah. With 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 souped up graphics. But 
Um, I don't know. I I would almost like to see them do it again. <laughs> yeah, well, this I haven't played most of the the earlier Final Fantasies. I think mm-hmm. the earliest one I've played in any real depth was six. Yeah. Um. So someone like the really early ones, I'd love to see get this treatment because I'd love to jump into that world. Yeah. And I, see where it all began. It's like. And I think I think taking it um a few, a few into the series is quite good because. Yeah. I think when you start off the series, when you look at the likes of Dragon Quest One, uh, Dragon Quest, and Final Fantasy, the originals, yeah. um, they're probably going to be lacking certain certain elements of the they're game. Still finding the feet. Yes, exactly. These are kind of defining the genre. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, the, the likes of the earlier Final Fantasies. Now, I don't want to go too much into like the the American names of them, but you know, because there's a whole load of things where the Japanese versions right. were like. Let's just stick with the Jap. I'm yeah. one for Final Fantasy. Let's just stick with the Japanese yeah. Japanese numbering. So the, likes... the game didn't come to the West. It didn't come to the West. That's it. that's it. Yeah. So you've played six. The like uh, six was probably um, for 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 a lot of people very defining. Where whereas seven was sort of like bringing it into a new era. Six was very much sort of like the de- the definition of Final Fantasy. But yeah, even it's... before that, three and four were such good games. In particular. Um, looking at, in fact, actually looking at five as well. Five was very um, was very out there because you actually had all of your characters and a job change system for each of them. Yeah. So you could pick like your main character could be a a warrior or a black mage or a red mage or a thief or a dragoon or a you know a paladin, and you could do that for every character in your party. And there was so much diversity yeah. you could have there. It was just just so groundbreaking. I'd love to see that remade. Um, the likes of four with characters like Cecil and Kane, just oh, I, I couldn't Final Fantasy nerd all day. To be yeah. <laughs> I feel like they've took them like the job system out of Final Fantasy now yes. and put it into um, Bravely Default. Yeah, so that that their mechanics exist, just not in a Final Fantasy game now. Maybe I need but, yeah. to play Bravely Default. Maybe I need to get it you on should. Stadia. <laughs> yeah. It's free. Don't it's be... free. The best one's a free DS game. Yeah, it's say... that weird thing with Square where they seem to make some franchises platform exclusive, <laughs> and the, it just seemed like Final Fantasy might be going that way with PlayStation at the moment. Unfortunately, yeah, perhaps. But yeah, but we're going to wrap up the week now um, by going through the next few, the final few news stories um, quite quickly, just because we're we're over the hour mark already. Uh, we've had a couple of games rated for Stadia. I'll just get you a quick take on these, Richie. Uh, looks like we're getting the Adams Family on Stadia. Uh, oh. Adams Family Mansion Mayhem. Thoughts? I don't really have any for it. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, it's fine. It, it's yeah. a franchise. I don't. It's an IP. I don't care about, and it just it looks it looks fine. Like yeah, it's... if you're in the Adams Family, you might have a good time, but I'm not going to be paying too much attention if I'm being perfectly honest to it. It's it's a strange one. It's a strange one, really. Yeah. But hey, yeah. Um, whatever floats your boat. At the end of the day, it looks like a fun little game. It's 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 clearly targeted towards a specific audience. Um, yeah. It's a little bit of a a fun platforming collectible game that the likes of your Crash Bandicoot, your Spyros, and so on, but with the Adams Family label on top yeah. of it. There. Um, not one I'm personally excited about, but hey, I highly expect the best thing about that game will be the intro. Yeah. Because they have to use yeah. the song. I, I, w- I would say that as well. And Richie, yeah. one you might be a little bit more excited about as well. We're getting Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups, Save Adventure. Finally! <laughs> Finally. It's a um, bit of a long title. Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups, Save Adventure Bay. 
There we oh, go. I'm, you know what? I'm all for um, games coming that are clearly aimed at a much younger audience yeah. coming to the platform. Like, not every game is going to be for me. It's like this might be a game I have a bit of fun playing with my nephews if it comes to pro. Yeah. And we know, like, we yeah, know, I'm... we know that we know the young audience, the the, the really young audience, love yeah. Paw Patrol. Like it's it's such oh, a God, thing yeah. for them at the moment. So another one to add to the list of the games that are coming out for 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 the kids. Let's be honest, for the kids, and and we've got to remember. That they are the next generation of gamers. So getting games on the platform is, is good for the longevity and, of Stadia, really. And Chris's punishment for not coming to this episode is he has to do a first look on it. He's going to do a first look, guys, of Paw Patrol. Don't, don't, don't hold it to that. Don't, <laughs> we're not holding it to that. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I have to throw something in there to wind him up because we've been largely quite nice to him. We have. But... We have. We have. Yeah. But yes. Um, two final news stories for the week. It looks like uh, the Premier editions are still going out for free. This time, if you buy a OnePlus mobile phone in the EU, you're also going to get yourself, bag yourself a nice little Premier edition. So if you're still on the fence about getting into Stadia or thinking about what phone to get, maybe you could get yourself a two-for-one deal, get yourself a OnePlus phone, and if you're in the EU, you'll also get yourself a nice little Premier edition. And we always like this, I suppose, don't we, Richie? Because it's it's the way of getting the yeah. controller, the controller, and the uh, getting more people into the ecosystem too. So, yeah, again, I think this is one where I still think they're cleaning off, cleaning out the shelves of the old Chrome Crash Ultras. Yeah, and they're going to keep doing these sort of prom- pr- promotions and holding off on porting um, Stadia to um, Sabrina, to Google T, Google TV, Chrome- yeah. Chromecast with Google TV. <laughs> Davis that mouthful <laughs> yeah i think they're holding off on that launch until they pretty much get a certain threshold and they can just okay chromecast ultra is now finally gone fair that's fair enough yeah. absolutely and hopefully that launch on on chromecast with google tv is imminent now um i just had the realization earlier today that i've got the ultra on my tv that i've just wall mounted and hidden the cable into the wall but ultimately, I would like to swap it out for a Chromecast with Google TV just because I like the interface better. I've, so, when was it? Was it was like November. Something it was, yeah, out? yeah, 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 right before Christmas. So, now, I think. so we're looking like six months now. I've had two Chromecasts attached to my TV because I've got my Google TV, but then I've also got my Chromecast Ultra entirely for Stadia. Yeah. It's like that needs to be taken out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with you there. And final news story of the week for episode 88 of the Santa Stadia podcast. Uh, Stadia, it is confirmed now that it will make its retail debut at the upcoming NYC Google store that we talked about last episode. We looked at that image. We had to do a deep dive into the image. We had to do some proper CSI level zoom in, enhance and all of that. But it is now confirmed that Stadia is going to be sold at the NYC Google flagship store when it launches. We have confirmation from the ground. People have been up to the windows and taking pictures. And you can see it clearly right there. Stadia branding, backlit, controller, phone mount with the claw. (laughs) For audio listeners, yeah, as Tom says, there's a controller with the claw mounted. There looks like there's also a TV in there. So people in the store will be able to get hands-on with Stadia. Which is great. Which again, right? this is what this is what we've been saying for ages. Like they need that physical presence. Definitely. And I think if they're going to start rolling out Google stores, a la Apple, Apple stores all over the world, starting with New York, that might be the best way to do it because then they can control the the quality of the internet, where they're not relying on some random retail parks and terrible internet connection. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with you. Yeah. Sorry, Richie, we had a technical issue there where cameras just froze for some reason. But we're all good. And it is the end of the episode anyway. So I did say we'd try not to burn it to the ground, but albeit, you know, we're clicking buttons. Things are happening. Still time. There's still time. There is still time. Absolutely. But thank you very much, everybody, for joining us this week for the uh, 88th episode of the Center Stadium podcast. And we are really ticking on with these now, aren't we? Oh. Episode 88 fantastic stuff um again we want to send all of our, all of our best wishes out to chris as well um we're sorry he couldn't join us but uh we've done our best in your stead yeah. sir um that being said we might get a little cheeky appearance from him at the episode as well who knows but that's all we have time for this week before we do go richie what is the topic for side quest this week so we're going to be talking about what we were going to be expecting from e3 Ooh, okay. Okay. Well, be prepared, everyone, to be bombarded with free content in the next few weeks. It's that time of year, isn't it? Yeah, it's that time of year. This literally all the news is going to be free. <laughs> Not to give you any behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. here at Sounds of Stadia, but we have this yeah. sort of thing where, as we approach summer, there's certain things that we like to talk about quite a bit. So, yeah, you can expect yeah. all of that as part of the Sounds of Stadia side quest, which we will be jumping on and recording shortly. And... Other than that, just make sure, folks, that, you know, you keep checking us out on all of our social medias. You can find us on Twitter, at Sounds of Stadia. You can find myself, at LP, and you can find Richie where? Richie C89. Fantastic. Uh, do check out our Discord as well. Just search for Sounds of Stadia. There'll also be a link in the video description, too. We have the community running on there, and by all means, come on in, come say hi, and you might even find some people to play some games with. But... That's all the time we have for this week on episode 88 of the Santa Stadia podcast. My name's been Tom. I've been Richie. And I've been Chris, sneaking in right at the end here, just to say thank you very much for your support through this episode. To my amazing two co-hosts, Tom and Richie, for getting this one in the bag, episode 88. And a big shout out to all of our Sounds of Stadium members as part of the membership club. Uh, just want to na- name drop you all, basically, because you're such an amazing group of people. Uh, Jack DeSlip, Raging Jacob. Dry, Sammy in the Cloud, Crazy Bad, uh, Jin Hood, Dom, Luke Langlands, Chris Flounders, Firestorm CZ, Dave Windall, Michael Richardson, The Gaming CPA, Clive Illenden, Club Stadia, Consignio, Brendan McBee, Michael Perkins, James Thorne Wallace, Adam Richards, Minnie Dolan, not Large Dolan, Minnie Dolan, James Pearson, Fabled Alpaca, Ashley, GRS, Kumna, Holly Pops, Steve Nelson, Alistair Stevenson, Jao Pinto, Barry Jackson, T. Atwell, Rob M., Nathan Bain, X2I, Mr. Dan Wheeler himself, Alexander Smith, Bjorn, Ashes to Ashes, Link TV, Louise, Lee Reed, and Simon Foster, rounding out a phenomenal list of Stadia players and fans of the membership club here at Sounds of Stadia. Don't forget, if you want to support the channel a little bit more, do click join below on our YouTube videos to join for extra stickers, extra badges, Join our Discord chat, folks. It's an amazing community full of amazing people. Uh, Thank you very much for your support. I will see you next week. Thank you once again to Tom and Richie. You're all amazing. Enjoy. Goodbye. Don't know why I went so slow at the end there. Have a great week, everyone. Take care.